Melissa, and I'm a consumer psychologist and coach who's been studying psychology for the last 10 years. During that time, I've also shown myself what is possible through self-coaching and changing the way I think about my life, and I'm going to show you how you can do the exact same. So many people are unaware that our thoughts are always within our control, and when we take control of your thoughts, you'll be amazed at and welcome back to Keep This In Mind. Today we have an amazing topic. It's a topic that has been requested multiple times from many different people, and this is feeling stuck in your career. So this is actually what my workshop is all about. I believe I called it a webinar in my last podcast, but this is, it's a workshop, so I just changed my terminology and a few things like that just as I was marketing it and things like that. Anyway, the workshop that I was offering last week in last week's episode is all about feeling stuck in your career and what to do when you've finally gotten into your quote-unquote dream career or a career that you had worked a long time to get to and now that you're there you're realizing uh-uh, it's not the it's not the right career for me I don't really feel fulfilled in this work I'd rather be doing something else but I've got so much time money energy invested into this career that I'm afraid now to leave so you end up feeling stuck and thinking that you have limited options about where you can move and the direction you can take your career into, all of that stuff. So the workshop is really giving you all the tools that you need to be able to look at your thought patterns and your mindset around your career and help identify those thoughts that you're having that probably aren't serving you moving forward or even just little mental blocks that you're having or limiting beliefs that you have, all of that important stuff that's causing you to feel stuck and feel like you're stuck in a career that you don't like. And so that's what the workshop is really about. Now, I was offering the workshop live. So it was go- it was um, a live workshop with a one-on-one coaching session as a package. And so a lot of people reached out to me and said, you know, I can't attend the live workshop. Am I still available? Am I still able to come? And I was thinking about it more and more. And this is just such a great tool for people to um, have an experience of what coaching is actually like and have the opportunity to be coached at a you know affordable price point compared to most coaches and really just get your foot in the door and understand what it's like to be coached by someone and get yourself on track for maybe making a big life change or realizing that you're going to just stay in your job now and learn to be happier there whatever your goal is this is such an amazing package and i wanted that to be offered longer than just a one-time live event. So what I'm going to be doing is offering it as an evergreen product on my website. So you can head to my website at any point, sign up for the workshop, and you will be sent a recorded version of the workshop and an invitation to book your one-on-one coaching session with me. So I think that this is a great way to introduce yourself to coaching. If you've never done it before and you're really enjoying what I'm speaking about on the podcast, specifically if what today's episode, if today's episode really resonates with you, I highly recommend that you go check out this workshop because what I give you in the workshop and what I give you in the podcast is kind of more generalized steps and whenever you buy this workshop package and you get that one-on-one coaching session we can delve deep into what are the thoughts that you're having around your current position and how are you framing this what's the story you're telling yourself about this how are we going to get you feeling better now and how are we going to move you forward into the career that 
you see yourself being in or, or or even if you don't know what career that you want to go into you just feel stuck in your current career this workshop can still be so valuable for you just because of the mindset tools that you're going to get and the important questions that you're going to learn how to ask yourself to find out and dig deep and realize what it is that you really do want to be doing so as i said today's podcast episode is going to give you a taste of what that workshop is like and we are talking all about what to do when you feel stuck in your career now i know this feeling very well i went through a similar thing last year where i was feeling very trapped in my career in academia i was coming up to the end of my phd and i was really struggling to figure out what I wanted to do next, figure out what my next step was. So I think it could be really helpful if I just give you a bit of a background on my story and my career journey, because there's been a few twists and turns, but I mean, it couldn't have worked out any better in the end. And there were definitely parts of my career that I really struggled with and things like that. So I think a good place to start would be when I got my undergraduate degree in psychology, and I did that in Philadelphia, where I was, where I'm from. And I did a four-year degree, a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. I always knew that I wanted to study psychology. I just felt that, and I still feel, that psychology is a great degree to have because you're basically studying people's minds. You're studying the brain and behavior. You're studying human behavior. What better skill could you possibly have than to be able to understand human behavior? You can apply that in any job out there. You know, you can bring it to like maybe a business job. You can bring it to, you know, any human resource job. You can become a therapist. You can work in marketing. You can work in organizational psychology. You can work in the medical field. Like there's just so many avenues that you can go down into whenever you have an undergraduate degree in psychology. And also for my own you know, mental health, I was just really interested in understanding the way we think, how it impacts our lives, and just getting to learn about even the neuroscience of it. So anyway, I did my undergraduate degree in psychology. About two and a half, three years into that degree, I really realized that I wanted to pursue a career in research. I really enjoyed my courses that were all about carrying out research and recruiting participants, running studies, statistical analysis, and all that stuff. I was really interested in that and I wanted to get involved in research. So I set about trying to get a lab position in a lab at my university, which was a very big university. It was a state university. So um, what basically they ended up telling me was that you kind of, you needed to have experience to get into these labs in the university. And since I hadn't gotten any experience the first two years, it was, I kept getting no's and I'd interviewed and kept getting no's. And when it came to the, the final year of my undergraduate degree, I really was felt, I was feeling lost. I was feeling like it was almost too broad of a degree. Like what I was just telling you about all the different avenues that you could go down whenever you have a psychology degree. I feel like that kind of overwhelmed me. I was almost stagnant in that indecision of which way am I going to go because I'm good. I, I had this belief that if I went down a certain direction, then that was me for the rest of my life. I had to stay in that career for the rest of my life. And so I really struggled to narrow down what I really wanted to do. I was just sending out applications everywhere, just trying to get a job out of college because 
you know, that's everyone's dream. You go do the four years at your university or however long it is, and then you get your job. One of the positions I applied for was as a behavioral therapist for children with autism. So I was going to be a one-on-one therapist with a child with autism and go to school with him basically and help him throughout his day. And this was an entry-level position. I was paid hourly. It was a publicly funded job. So I am not going to say that it was the best job that I've ever had. It was definitely a learning curve for me and I learned so much and the little, the child that I worked with was just someone who I'll hold in my heart forever and he's just such a big part of who I am now as a person and I learned a lot during those years, that year as a behavioral therapist. But, you know, with that comes some other things that I learned, which was that I didn't want to be working in a school setting, I didn't want to be working with children, I didn't want to be, you know, it was really showing me what I didn't want to be doing which then helps you learn what you do want to be doing so that's why just taking this next step and just throwing yourself out there can be really positive because even if you end up not believing that that's the job for you at least you learned that that's not the job for you and then maybe the opposite of what that job is is what job is for you so anyway i worked as a therapist for a year and still still really wanted to be a researcher And so I looked into doing a master's and in the US it's very expensive to do a master's or at least it was in the programs that I was looking at. And then I was talking to my best friend who lives in Cork in Ireland and she was telling me that she was doing a master's in audiology starting in the autumn of 2017. And it was right around the same time, you know, that summer, right before September 2017, I was going through a lot of like difficult um, personal relationship issues and all that kind of stuff. And I was really at a very low point in my life and I really felt like I needed a big change. And I decided to apply for a master's in research in psychological science at the University of Limerick, which is very close to Cork. And I decided that I would do that for a year to help me get the experience that I needed to get a research degree. And that's exactly what happened. So I picked up my life and I moved over to Limerick for a year. I loved it there. I loved what I was studying, I felt like it was a very practical course that I was taking, masters that I was taking. I was learning all the skills that I needed to learn in order to become a researcher. I was learning how to write journal articles and I was learning how to give professional presentations and how to peer review and um, how to do st- like advanced statistical analysis and how to f- write out a certain style of scientific writing. And it was just such an amazing experience and it really geared me up for my PhD. I finished my master's the end of summer 2018 in Limerick and I wanted, I learned that I wanted to stay in Ireland. I was really enjoying the change of pace and living over here where I am now in Ireland and I, yes, missed my family. There's always a flip side to anything, any decision that you make, but I really felt like there was such more, much more of an opportunity for me here when it came to studying and becoming a researcher. I much preferred the academic setup that Ireland has compared to the US. I felt so much more set up for a job in research after doing that master's than I had done four years in my psychology degree in the US. And so I was dead set on getting a job in Ireland, started applying for every research position all over the island, north, south, wherever. I just wanted to stay over here. Ended up coming across this, it was called an early stage researcher position at Queen's University Belfast, and it was a three-year contract, and it was a salaried position. 
So it was a full salary. It also offered the opportunity to do a PhD alongside of it. And I thought that that was really interesting. Basically, someone was paying me to do a PhD and I was like, yep, sign me up. So this PhD was in, I'd say it's consumer psychology. It's a multidisciplinary PhD. So I was part of a team who were studying endocrine disrupting chemicals. So chemicals in the environment that disrupt our hormones and are associated with a number of negative health effects. And the project that I was interested in taking on or for my PhD was all about understanding how the public are aware of these chemicals and how best to communicate the risks of these chemicals to them and how to translate the science around endocrine disruptors to the public. And so that's where my psychology came in because it was studying, you know, human behavior and intentions to practice risk reduction behaviors and all that kind of stuff. So I thought this is an amazing opportunity and I would definitely, definitely be interested in it. I got the job and it was amazing. And it was a three-year position in Belfast. So I moved to Belfast at the end of 2018. 2018? Yeah. And began my career in academia. And it was really exciting. And since it was an EU-funded project, I actually got to travel a lot. I got, I was getting paid a great salary, which was not something that I was expecting right out of doing my master's. I had supportive people around me and, and yeah, we were going to conferences and all that stuff. And I was really, really just so proud of myself, I guess is the word, for for being able to get myself there. And back in 2017, whenever I was having that rough time and deciding to move over to Limerick or move over to Ireland and get my degree, I just kept looking back and being like, wow, like that was honestly the best decision that I ever made. And I felt really blessed to have been able to get that job. And that was for about the first few months and first few months of my PhD slash Uh, early stage researcher position and of course that came with a lot of imposter syndrome and self-doubt and just wondering what am I actually doing because whenever you take on a three-year project at the beginning it's a lot of just reading and catching catching yourself up to things and getting lost in that process and then after I started collecting data and stuff like that at the end of 2019 I was feeling a bit better I was like okay we're getting some data we have some results we can show some work that we've actually done and I was enjoying it and ironically the thing that I went into my PhD worrying about was the qualitative side of research so that's more of like having interviews with participants and one-on-ones and then focus groups with participants and then analyzing the conversations and the discourse around that, as opposed to just analyzing numbers, which is a quantitative research methods. But I noticed that I actually really enjoyed doing the focus groups, which was not what I expected at all. And I was just feeling really great about where I was. And, and then 2020 happened. <laughs> Good old 2020 came in there and said, not today. And I felt, I think the pandemic just kind of, you know, I was working from home and not really collaborating, not going to any conferences, not going to um, any meetings really or anything like that. It really peeled back the good parts or the parts that I liked the most about my job. And I was left with just writing my thesis and doing more statistical analysis. And and it became very lonely. And I realized that the work I was doing was taking so much energy out of me to do and that I wasn't enjoying the writing as much as I thought I was going to be doing. And I wasn't enjoying the amount of independent work. I wasn't, you know, I just, I wasn't really enjoying it. And 
then I was in my third year of my PhD, I was getting ready to apply for jobs and look for a postdoc position because after you do a PhD, you go get a postdoc and you stay in academia forever and ever, and or so I thought. And so I began looking for postdocs and there was no project that was really speaking out to me. And also the thought, the thought of starting a project from scratch all over again as a postdoc uh, researcher just really started weighing on me and I was like I don't think I can do this again I just feel like I'm holed up here not writing and writing and applying for getting my articles published and just and I had a few interviews for some great postdoc positions I remember it was around April last year and I was you know I was getting those interviews and I was you know I didn't get a yes but I was getting interviews and it was it was going well And then something, like, I was doing a lot of personal development last year because in 2020, I had stopped drinking and that was just kind of, like, the catalyst for a personal development journey, if you will. And so I was reading a lot of books. I was really into entrepreneurship, just thinking, like, how can I apply these to my research career? How can I apply these tips to my research career? All this kind of stuff. And then it was, I was listening to a book in the shower and it was an audiobook, obviously. I was just listening to one of those, you know, really motivational audiobooks in the shower one day and I was just like, I don't have to do research as my next position. And I just allowed myself to have that thought and let it sit there. It felt uncomfortable and it felt like, what are you talking about? Of course you have to go do research. You've been dreaming about doing research for years and now you're finally getting your PhD and you're gonna leave. So I I said to myself like, okay, well, I, I don't really like the setup of academia. I'd much rather prefer to be working on a team in more of a group environment and I could see the stress of my professors trying to publish, trying to do this, trying to do that. And so I was like, I really don't see that for myself. I don't really want to be there. I'm not really, I don't, I don't really see myself wanting to go pursue that route. I decided, okay, well, I'll leave academia. I'll still do research in an industry position or a government position. So I started looking at those and I found all of these policy research positions because of my background in kind of public health consumer psychology, that kind of arena. And then, you know, I did get an interview for what would be my dream job out of getting my PhD. It was an amazing salary. It was an amazing position with um, the Irish government doing research for them. And I just remember this feeling just being like, this isn't it. You know you're settling for this. You don't, you don't have to do this. You want to be an entrepreneur. You want to create your own business. You don't want to work in an office all the time. You like working on your own, but you like working in a team, but you like talking with people. And everyone in my family works for themselves. And, you know, I I was just like, I, I can't. Like, I, I have to just work for myself. And that's when I just made the decision. And it, it wasn't like I made a pros list and a cons list and all this stuff. But I finally got out of feeling stuck because I allowed myself to dream. I allowed myself to push past that belief that I had to go into a research position because I had spent so long trying to get into research. I just pushed past that and decided that I was going to create my own business whenever I finished my PhD. And so I started getting to work mind mapping that out, trying to find out what that would look like. At first, I was trying to become a brand consultant. So educating brands about the chemicals in their products that were endocrine disrupting chemicals like what my PhD was all about and even that didn't really sit well with me because I was really struggling to come up with like a business model and processes and everything like that and it was around that time that I became obsessed 
like with personal development and mindset work because of the podcast that I was listening to, which was the Life Coach School podcast, just really understanding the concepts that I'm teaching you now on this podcast. And then at the end of Christmas this year, when I was flying back home after visiting my family for Christmas, I was on the plane and it was a five hour plane ride, flight, <laughs> a five hour flight. And I just had no Wi-Fi. I couldn't Google anything. And I just wrote everything out. And I finally allowed myself to come to the conclusion that what I really wanted to do was become a coach. And I had all this drama about it because I had spent all of my career, basically, since I was an undergrad, telling people I didn't want to be a therapist. I didn't want to work with people. I didn't want to be a counselor. I didn't want to be a therapist, blah, blah, blah. I want to do research. I don't want to do psychology. All of this time... And to go back on that and say, no, I actually really do want to help people feel better. And I really do want to work with people one-on-one -on -one and in groups and, and help them with the, changing their mindset around their mental health and everything like that. And I had a lot of shame because I was almost, in my mind, giving up this prestigious title of having a brand consultancy for, you know, all these fancy words. And then I'm going to get my PhD and then just become a life coach. Like... That's unheard of. People don't do that. It's a big step backwards. These are all just like thoughts that I was telling myself, of course. And there was a lot of self-doubt and me being like, who do you think you are to just start this business now? Like, who do you think you are? Like, who do you think you are? But this has honestly been the best decision I've ever made and I'm just getting started. And it took me about six months to complete this process. I'm not saying it will take that long for any of you, but just know that it's not an overnight journey and... Or it might be, you never know. But for me, it took about six months for me to really break down those beliefs that I had about my career and where I was going and what I was doing. And that all could have been shorted incrementally if I had hired a coach and went through the coaching process because it's hard to identify your own limiting beliefs because we believe that everything we think is true. And so it's hard to kind of catch yourself out on that. But what really helps me is putting it down on paper and looking at it and asking, is this true? How is this true? How is this not true? How is the opposite true in all of this work? And so when we feel stuck, we feel like we're not able to take action because of what we believe is out of our control. And I believed that so many of these things were out of my control. Like, how could I get a position outside of academia? Like, I don't have the skills for that. How can I do that? And it's like, yes, you can. You have skills in writing. You have skills in public speaking. You have skills in peer reviewing work. You have skills in building relationships with clients, with teammates, with workers, with everyone. And it's like, there's so many ways that our skills can be translated into different careers if we had only take a second to focus on it. Like we don't even give ourselves a minute. We just tell ourselves, no, I could never do an, a job outside of academia because I don't have the skills for that. And so of course your brain is looking for evidence to prove that thought true. But if you think I have so many employable skills that I can get a job in many different industries, that's also true. And which one feels better? Which one's going to help you feel better in order to take the action that you need to get the career that you want? Now, notice what I was saying there about feeling stuck is what you believe is out of your control. It's not what's actually out of your control because we spend so much time working towards a career. So we believe that we can't change now because we've spent so much time 
working towards this career. And it's like, okay. And? <laughs> like, it, one doesn't have anything to do with the other. You're not starting from scratch. If you've been working for 10, 15, 20 years, you have so much experience that's invaluable when you bring to another career because you have learned how to, first of all, work hard enough to get a career for 10 years. You've learned how to commit to something for 10 years. You've learned how to show up on time every day. You've learned how to push through when you don't feel like it. You've learned how to show up when you don't feel like it. You've learned how to keep relationships professional, and I'm sure that there's other things around that that you've learned as well. And then there's the technical skills that you've learned that you can translate to many different jobs. Communicating with people, sending emails, just there's so many parts of each job that you can transfer to any job in the world. You might be having some shame about, you know, like in, in the case of my career move, I was leaving such a prestigious career, or so I thought. And so I had such shame about almost demoting myself in my mind to from a PhD student and a PhD graduate to a life coach. What? Like, I had a lot of shame around that. I was worried about what other people would think. And by the way, whenever you're worried about what other people think about you, and if it's a specific thing, it's normally because that's what you're thinking about you. And so I was uh, worried that people would be like, what is she doing? She doesn't know how to be a life coach. And really, that's what I was thinking about myself. So it's just like, take a look at what you think other people are going to be saying about you and realize that it's probably what you're saying about you and has nothing to do with what other people are saying about you. And even if they were saying that about you, as we have talked about many a times in this podcast, we cannot control what other people think and we cannot control what other people say. So the only way to get around it is to manage your mindset around how much clout you give other people in your own story of your life. I was also, we also get worried about our income dropping or what colleagues or superiors will think of us when we leave. And those are all things that have absolutely nothing to do with changing your career or changing into a different career. And and that's something that really I can really tackle in the workshop if those are things that you're really worried about, you know, not having a stable income and things like that. One thing that I always say whenever I was going to make the change from being employed to working for myself is that one of the thoughts that I was having was that, oh my God, what if like, what if I don't get any clients? What if I, you know, do this, do that, and I don't get money coming in? And in the same vein, it's like, well, what if someone from your job fires you? What if the company closes down tomorrow? That's something you don't have control over either. And are you worrying about that? Like, there's so many different ways that you can look at all of this stuff when you're worried about your income and what colleagues and superiors will think about you leaving. Or if you're embarrassed of wanting to pursue a non-traditional job, this is something that I kind of came across as well because part of my job now is using social media and, you know, I have a podcast and things like that. And it's sort of a non-traditional route, especially compared to academia, which was where I, the career that I was in. It's just unpicking the reasons why you're feeling that way and then getting to work changing your thought patterns and your mindset around it. And the way to not feel stuck in your current role, like, because I'm not advocating that you go and leave your job. Absolutely not. I want you to know that you can be happy in your job now and not feel stuck or you can change your job and not feel stuck. Both of those are available to you. Because as we always talk about, everything is 50-50. There's gonna be parts, like let's say you do choose to leave and get a new job, there's gonna be parts of that job that suck that you don't like doing. And in the same vein, there's parts of your job that you have now that you probably do enjoy, or you at least don't mind, or you could enjoy more. And so really getting to the root of the questions 
Like, if you knew you could be happy either way, whether you stay in this career or choose to leave, which one would you pick? Because that's what it comes down to. Which one would you pick? Because you can be happy now in your career and we can work on that and we can get you to the mindset where you need to be. In fact, I recommend that if you are changing your careers. Like, what I really did was I got to work knowing that I wasn't just going to change the circumstance that I was in. I wasn't going to just change the job and expect that to change the way I was thinking, feeling, and all of that. Because as we know from the magic formula that I talk about, our thoughts, we our feelings, our feelings motivate our actions, and then we have circumstances that we can't control. Or sometimes, you know, circumstances change and we do control the change but we expect the circumstance to change the way we're thinking when the only way to change the way we're thinking is to change the way we're thinking so if I had moved jobs and thought that I had this arrival fallacy like oh I'm gonna change my job and then I will be happy it doesn't work like that wherever you go there you are your problems are just gonna shift from one job to another job and you're gonna be focusing on the negative in your in your new job If you're focusing on all the negatives in your current job, you're just going to focus on all the negatives in your new job. You really need to leave your current job. If you do choose to leave, you need to leave with a clean mindset. That's something that I like to call it. And that's what you're going to learn how to do in the workshop. You're going to learn how to leave with a clean mindset, knowing you can be happy here and you can be happy in your new job. Or if you choose to change careers, which one do you want? And make a decision because so many people spend so much time in indecision feeling confused, feeling like, I don't know. When you tell yourself, I don't know, you're just putting a wall up between yourself and what you really want in life. And what I like to ask people whenever that, like I'm asking them, okay, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want for your new career? What what job do you want to go into? What position do you want to go into? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, well, if you did know, what would you pick? And then people tend to come out with an answer because it's just, it's so funny because there's just this limiting belief that people believe that they're only allowed to do a certain amount of things when it comes to their career. And in fact, the opportunities, especially now, are you can do whatever you want to do if you're willing to change your mindset around it and go with the good and go with the bad. There's always a way around it. And if you know that it's so important to do this work first and get, get real clear on the positives and negatives in your current job, and get to the root of why you're feeling stuck in your current job, whether you decide to leave or not, that is your choice. But don't expect that next job to change anything about the way you're thinking and feeling. Because there's going to be things about your next job or your next career that you're not going to like. It's 50-50. There's always a positive to a negative. And people think that making decisions is hard because there's a quote-unquote wrong decision. They'll regret the decision they made. Guess what? Regret's optional. Regret's a feeling that you can choose to have or not. You can have your own back and say, I'm making this decision and I'm going to be proud of my decision and support my decision no matter what. And I'm not allowed to regret it. I've started doing this in my own life. If I make a certain decision on how I want to spend my day or whatever it is, even small things, I make sure that I, I've i made a decision and then the whole rest of the day when the chatter starts up, like you should have done this, I bet this was the wrong decision, you should have went over here and done this first, I just tell my brain, nope, we already decided this was the right decision and then all that kind of quiets down. And so I think that if you found anything about this podcast useful, one thing that I want you to take away it's that if you're feeling stuck in your career and you're feeling afraid to make a change, 
that's normal, but it's not a reason to stay where you are. And if you're thinking about leaving your job because you think you'll be happier somewhere else, please know that that's not true and you're just gonna end up chasing the next best thing. What you really have to do is get to the root cause of why you're feeling stuck, getting through those limiting beliefs, getting through any sort of mind blocks that you're having about your current career, clean up your mindset around that, and then you're gonna be in such a great place to make the next career move that works for you and start making decisions from a place of love and respect for your future self. And so I'll leave the link for this workshop and one-on-one coaching session package in the show notes of this podcast. I really hope you go check it out and thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Keep this in mind. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could go and leave me a review. And if you want to get in touch or find out more about my one-on-one coaching, head to melissakellyphd.com. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.